0: to another episode of sleep and relax ASMR today's episode we're doing a uh, nice little random ramble kind of whatever comes to my head I'm happy because I genuinely really enjoy recording these and it just seems like these get um, requested with some degree of frequency so it's kinda best of both worlds I, I like to just ramble You like to listen to the ramble, apparently. This is your first time joining along for a little random ramble. No worries, it's not like you have to listen to it in sequential order. But, um, you know, premise is pretty straightforward. I'm pretty much just blabbing on for 25, 30 minutes, somewhere in that range. About whatever comes to my head, whatever's on my mind, it's uh, usually incoherent. It's usually, yeah, nonsensical, but you know, the whole point is it gives you 25 30 minutes to just kind of hopefully help you unwind, rest, relax, sleep, whatever it is you need. So, yeah, don't think we need much more to say on the topic. Well, first off, I want to ask how are you doing? How's your day? Hope it's going great. Hope you crush that meeting. Hope you crush that uh Hope you do well in your volleyball game today. I hope you. Hope you were number one in your uh, scrapbooking tournament, tournament, tournament. However you say it correctly. Um, but no, for real. You know, usually I just start blabbing on about what comes to mind. But I should really make it a habit of asking how you're doing. Saying, you know, what, what, what what's up with you? Um, the scrapbooking thing was, um, came to head right now. Um, I made the joke about, you know, hope you came first place in your scrapbooking tournament. Number one, I wouldn't be surprised if there is such a thing as a scrapbooking sort of competition. I know someone who's, um, whose mother was very big into, well, still is very big into scrapbooking. So, um, you know, she would always make it a point to take a lot of pictures and she would, uh, you know, print out the pictures and organize little scrapbooks and she would, you know, cut the edges and paste them on and, you know, she would collect scrapbooks. It's pretty much her thing. And now for me, um, I thought it was a, a fun hobby. You know, I think you could do a lot worse for sure. And obviously the most important thing for her is she enjoyed it. It helped her, you know, relax It helped her. you know, Some people, you know, go to the gym. Some people, um, I don't know, play video games. You know, in her case, she just likes scrapbooking, which was nice. The one thing I did find a bit off-putting about it, though, was... She would like stop moments in time to take pictures, and in general, I um, I don't know. I take a bit of exception to that because I find that that's, you know, you only have the present, right? you have the right now, and I think if you're with a group of people, enjoying yourself, and things are flowing well, I just find it to be like that. For me, is the beauty of life is having those moments that you're connecting with the moment, you're connecting with others. And it can be something as simple as, you know, a dinner. It can be uh, playing board games. It can be at a sporting event together. It could be out on a walk. It could really be anything. But the point is, you have that moment. And so there were just a lot of times where we're gathered, you know, a group of friends. um, You know, including the parents, right, in these cases. Um, even without the parents, sometimes we'd be hanging out at my friend's house and, you know, she's just kind of coming out interrupting exactly what we're doing even if we're playing Super Smash Bros, for example and we're just having a good time and she would want to take pictures and have us pose and do all that so definitely I want to be gracious because that's her hobby and I think if I can take five seconds out of my time, of course to Kind of help her with her hobby. It's the least I can do. But that was the only part, like I just said, that I wasn't um, too keen on, let's say. It's like, you know, where you see that we're enjoying the moment and she would just like pause it. She would f- forcefully pause it. You know, all right, everyone, you know, line up here, line up there. But then if you didn't do it, she would get in a bad mood. <laughs> so, you know. We felt obliged. My friend felt obliged. My friend's father still feels obliged. So. But, you know, it's fun. You know, She goes scrapbooking little uh, conventions and all that. So she's a hard, hard, hardcore scrapbooking aficionado. I remember one time I was <clears throat> at my friend's house. And, yeah, we were playing Super Smash Bros. And uh, I was playing as Captain Falcon. That's always my guy. I just think Captain Falcon offers you the, the sort of best of both worlds. You know, he's he's got speed and he's got power. And obviously what I love about um, playing as Captain Falcon is he has his Falcon Punch. So he has that one devastating move, right? I think that is so... Um, It's just the best, right? Because you can play as Donkey Kong. You can play as Bowser if you want those big, heavy hitters. And I find Donkey Kong is a little bit more nimble than they give him credit for. But, um, you know, still, it feels a little bit too lethargic. And then you have guys like Fox. uh, Link is another good one, but... I don't know, same thing. I just, I like the idea of having sort of that speed element when I'm playing Smash, um, but also that that devastating combo. And I just find that Captain Falcon's moves are are the best of both worlds. My friend always liked to play as... Uh, who can he always play as? Ike. I think he likes to play as Ike still I guess he's fine every other friend that exclusively plays as uh, as Kirby I think Kirby's good I think he's pretty underrated as a character you know obviously I love the fact that he can you know mimic other players and he's got a very interesting set of, of moves but then you have some players you have some characters that I I Honestly, don't ever see people picking. Like I never see people picking, um, like Wii Trainer (laughs) in later versions of um, of Smash Bros. I never really see anyone, even Mario. I mean, a lot of people, you know, Mario. Mario's pretty pretty good, but at least me and my friend group, I can't really recall anyone going out of their way to pick Mario and to play as him. Um, Yoshi, same thing. Don't really remember anyone going out there with a place Yoshi. Uh Link was popular. Captain Falcon was somewhat popular. Fox. Um Bowser. You know, I had a couple friends that liked to go with Bowser. What's that guy's name? Ness? I think it's Ness. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone pick him. (laughs) But that's like the rule in life, right? It's like that 80-20 rule. I think it is, right? Pareto's rule. Where it's like 80% of people will pick the 20% of characters. I'm sure if you do the breakdown, it's basically out of all the characters that have ever existed in the franchise of Super Smash Bros., 80% 80% of people have probably only selected, on average, 20% of their characters. Right? That rule seems to apply to a lot of, uh, just a lot of things in life, right? I think I learned that from the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss. I just remember reading that book when I was like. 17 18 and holy just like you, you get so excited you know it's one of the things I think I miss about being in that 16 to 19 year old range is everything is so new and so fresh right and so you, you you're not jaded yet. I'm not saying you should be jaded that's not to say I'm jaded about life in general now. I just think now obviously as you accumulate a bit more experience, depending on how those experiences go, Your perceptions of what's possible, not possible, you know, it kind of gets molded around that. So I think if you're like 19 and you get a huge success, you know, in your career or, you know, a relationship or whatever, I think that sort of molds the next 10, 15, 20 years in terms of how you view that. Meanwhile, if you stagnate, then, you know, you might purport that it's impossible. What do I know? What do you know we don't really know much do we? none of this constitutes financial advice. I hate I hate listening to uh, you know financial podcasts. I know how exciting of me to listen to that or even just watching like speculative videos or, or you know I, I sort of dabble in, uh, in in learning about like emerging businesses. You know, startups and things of that nature or cryptocurrencies or whatever, you know, just it's purely out of uh, an interest. They kind of see what's new right in the market, let's say. And, you know, you'll go through a 45 minute video in some cases. Again, I know how exciting, right? How fun of me to be diving into a 45 minute video of a startup that, you know, um, I don't know, uh, manufacturers salt more efficiently than the incumbents I don't know but um, you know in some cases it's it's like from the focus of let's say a potential financial opportunity and so to me it seems like they're making recommendations the host, you know, the video or the creator of the video and then of course they have to qualify by saying this is all for entertainment you know I think it's like everything else. If you're watching a video and you're interested in a topic then a YouTube video or podcast should not be the final sort of barometer for you to that shouldn't be the last uh, that shouldn't be your green light. I think that should be assumed. But every single video has to say this is not financial advice and it's kind of silly. I don't even know what I'm going on about at this point. This is what you get with the uh, random rambles. Let me just talking about absolute nonsense. Let's see. This is... Uh, let me see what uh, I can come up with now. What I've been watching. What I've been watching. What I've been doing. Oh, I've been watching uh, the rehearsal show on now. Uh, well, I'm, I'm watching on HBO. And I'm actually not sure when it was created first um, but it's with Nathan Fielder which I'm not familiar with Nathan Fielder or was not familiar with Nathan Fielder prior to the rehearsal but I found out about the show because I listened to um Dudesy Podcast which is a great podcast extremely entertaining um it's with uh Will Sasso, Chet Gulchin. Will Sasso I know from his time at uh, Mad TV and Will Sasso for me is one of the most naturally funny guys. I mean it's, he's like the funniest. It's this effortless sort of funny. Whether it be in acting, whether it be through podcasting, it's it's difficult to find a a guy as funny as that for me, of course. You know, comedy and humor of course is very subjective, so Who's to say what's what's really funny? But I think he's hilarious, and so uh, you know, I happen to have. I mean, at this point, this is like a year ago, two years ago. I don't remember when I. But he went on another podcast, and um, he was promoting this new show, Dudesy. And just the premise of Dudesy is very interesting. It's a show that is. Produced by and basically managed by an artificial intelligence. And so, I don't know who created the AI, but essentially the AI has access to Will Sasso and Chad Colchin's, um digital history, basically. Their purchase histories, their YouTube watch history, their search history, their emails, etc. And all of it is in the premise of basically creating a show where this AI is sort of guiding the ship, every single segment and every single um, activity that they perform is based on what this AI is asking them to do. And uh, this is genuinely really entertaining. And it's such a unique concept. For this little AI, literal AI, that is dudesy. it's Doodsy the AI. You know, it'll have Will Sasso read... Uh, a diary that it generated pretend not not pretending but it basically like do will create a, a a random generation of a diary that it thinks that will sasso could have wrote when he was like 12 or 13 based on what he knows based on what well it's not really gendered based on what the AI knows about will sasso so you know ai will ask him to read his diary and it comes up with fake names it come you know it's it's very creative, right? Because it's trying to fill in the holes because it doesn't actually know. It's not actually Will Sasso's diary. He's just, again, it is trying to come up with uh, something new and original based on, you know, the inputs that it's received from Will Sasso knowing what it knows about Will Sasso. Um, yeah, if you don't listen to dudes, you should. That's not a good one before bed, though. Because if you're listening to Dudesy before bed, you're probably laughing. And I just love the dynamic, right, between the two hosts. I just find it to be a really natural connection because they are, uh, they've are they been friends for a long time. So the idea that you have two friends and you can tell, right, and they, they really don't agree on a lot of things. You know, Chad is more like cynical, I think. He's more, like, futuristic. Sass- Will Sass was a little bit more uh, simplistic in his approach. You know, it's it's, um, it's a good show. But anyway, the only reason why I brought up Dudesy, the podcast, is because I was listening to a segment, and uh, Chad, the other host, mentions a uh, show called The Rehearsal. And I think he had, at the time, said it's... I don't remember if he said it's one of the best pieces of television ever made or one of the most unique, you know, it was something around there. And so that kind of piqued my interest for what was this show about? You know, what well, what was it? I really don't want to ruin the premise of the show because truly, if you don't if you don't know it, heading into it, um, I think it's better. But all I can say is, it, in fact, especially the first episode for me, I was kind of just left with, like, my mouth open. Like, this this is this is amazing. Like, I don't know what I'm watching, but it just blurs the lines between what is reality, what is scripted, what is a show. Um, so, yeah. You have to check it out. Nathan Fielder, like I said, I don't really know what else. He's... Uh, He's into you. I don't really know what else he does. He apparently had a show called Nathan for You, which I haven't seen. But. Now I'm just looking around the uh, closet here. I realize how much. How much like. I don't want to say worthless because it's not worthless, but just how much junk is stored in our closets. Right. For those of you that don't know, I. You know, my studio is not some fancy studio um, on Broadway, or I don't know, on Broadway, or uh, you know, downtown LA or something. It's uh, just a walk-in closet that I've kind of fashioned into a little recording studio, and it works. You know, it's it's efficient. I think the quality of the audio comes out pretty well, and and all that. So I'm kind of peeling back the curtain here. But there's something here. There's a luxury foot massager that's probably been sitting here for four years. It's definitely not mine. It's probably my, you know, it's probably my mom's. That she was like, here, you know, have a foot massager if you ever need it. And of course, it's not because she really cares about me using it. She just knows she's not going to use it. So she doesn't want to get rid of it because of the time that she got it, she probably spent a lot of money on it, um, I have a shirt here, I have a shirt that has not fit me in a long time, and the reason, you know, it's, listen, you know how it works, you know, you get a little bit older, you know, things get a little bit tighter, you know, your body, your body matures a little bit, but, you know, the shirt, has no sentimental value, I just think it's such a nice article of clothing, right? It's such a nice article of clothing that I just don't want to give it up for nothing. So I've had this shirt in the closet now for like three years, four years. It's a light blue shirt. Um, but what I love about it is the collar is a white collar, and it has like this blue accent that kind of runs through, let's say, the the edge. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's a really nice shirt. You know, again, I've worn it in the past. And the time that I've worn it, I would get very positive reviews. Positive, positive, positive. But, uh, you know, it's been, again, a few years that I haven't worn it. You know, I, I can get into it, but I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing it. You know, the shirt is from a different time of my life. You know, that's when that same 17, 18, 19-year-old uh, self. Um, well, it's not to say I'm 22 now. My point is I, I haven't even attempted to put it on in the last three or four years. But my uh, 17 to 20-year-old self was very, um, you know, focused on... on <laughs> Health and fitness as one is you know at that time that was my hobby that was my thing that I was very uh, focused on during that time and of course you get older and it's not to say you don't have time because listen you see doctors uh, attorneys you know lawmakers I don't know people that are very uh, busy and they're in great shape so obviously But time is finite. So, the decision that has to get made, you know, are you going to go for that six-pack and those six-figure income? Or are you going to, you know, focus on your career and enjoy your leisure, enjoy time with others, and make time, you know, regularly, you know, for your, your personal fitness, which you should, is a priority. or One of the priorities. Um gosh, yeah, I mean, at 17, it's like, I mean, I remember being 18, 19, and just, you know, my only focus was college, and, you know, studying, and, you know, going to the gym, going for walks, you know, I'm always a very nostalgic kind of guy, so I think part of me maybe keeps that shirt, knowing that yes, perhaps one day, soon, right? I mean, again, it, I'm not, it's not like the buttons are coming undone when I try to put on the shirt. But certainly it's not like... I wouldn't say I'm that close either from putting it on again, but part of me, I think, hold on to that shirt for the nostalgic sort of factor there. You know. I'm definitely not a hoarder. You know, I don't hoard... A bunch of items around, uh, you know, I, I think what I am is I pick kind of small items and I pick a couple of items here and there. I mean, that's probably the best way to describe it. So I think for me, that shirt aside from being a beautiful shirt, I think part of me recognizes, you know, it's from a, a different part of my life that I look back on with some fondness, you know, it's it's always been very important for me that I sort of maintain small bits and pieces of you know I call them different phases you never quite know what phase you're in until after you know I'm in a phase right now how I'll define that and how I'll look back on it you know depends on on the next uh, you know few months a couple of years of my life. But um, I don't know. Always been like that, you know. It's not really a yearning for the old days, you know. I I'm certainly not one of those people either. That's like my glory days were high school or college. I just think I look back on it with. I look back on those different times in my life with a lot of happiness, you know. I, I look back and I'm grateful for the opportunities and for the experiences I've had during those times. So, you know, again, that shirt is just a shirt. To be fair, it'll probably be there for a long time. Um, I have a box with empty folders. That's from when I first moved. And uh, I think I just acquired folders, thinking that I was going to use them a bit more often than I actually ended up using them. And so now I've just kind of um, decided that You know, they're not going anywhere. I have a can of SPF 30 uh, sunscreen here just sitting here. I have a box of shoes that didn't fit me. And the store was giving me a hard time about returning them. So rather than selling them on the secondary market or just wearing them or whatever, gifting them, I just have it sitting here. And those have probably been here for, same thing, two years. You just realize the junk you have, right? Like, well, at least I'm realizing the junk I have here. Some cool stuff here. Like, I have a signed uh, jersey in here. This one is... Zach Thomas. I have that one sitting in here. It's framed, but it's sitting in here. The thing is, I don't really have a an adequate spot to put it. It's kind of hard to... On the right spot for it. Whatever. I think the thing that bothers me the most about my closet is I have different hangers. So you know, like my parents would donate some hangers. I'd have, you know, I'd, I'd just pick up some hangers here and there. So I have like blue hangers, white hangers, the fancy hangers, the cheap crappy wire hangers. So it's of obnoxious to look around and see the uh you know but it's just one of those things that i'm only noticing because obviously i'm here making it a point to be observant about it i've changed my light bulb two light bulbs in here which is very strange because this room this closet does not require two light bulbs Obviously, at the time of making the house, I guess I just decided it was necessary. Anywho, alright, I think that's been sufficient rambling. At this point, I'm looking at the light bulbs. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed another little random ramble for you. If you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, if you have anything about this episode you want to follow up on, you can always email me at. Hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.